will go in podcast now in the beginning fuck the podcast normally doesn't have the song like this on may 3 1 2018 it is 901 a.m eastern standard time good morning to all of you wyland good morning good morning stampy and you know that's the crew shout out to the danger zone bang people don't like the jokes anymore what happened island island and i used to make fun of each other so much like none that we held back we just pushed on now everyone is so sensitive i just don't understand i don't understand different rules apply for different kind of guys and now the stream status says good 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 don't forget to hit the like button today that's what we say then you know that i would try to understand the thing that i would make it ring and then you know i'll take my team and then you see what i said then i'll take out to sam and you know he is the man and he said thank you for our biggest fans sorry sam i like the word fan it's short for fanatic i'd rather the word supporter because i'm not an addict well we all have some addictions Some addictions. Some addictions. Question of the day. What is your addiction? We all have an addiction, whether it's food. You know, I I have like a fast food addiction. I would say that's probably my worst addiction currently. Is that when I'm out driving in a vehicle and I haven't eaten all day, I'm going to stop for fast food. I don't know how to break that addiction. They say it's not good for me. I think it tastes great. So here's what I don't understand about my body. If my body and my tongue says that it tastes great, then why isn't it good for me? Why would my tongue lie to me? That's what I don't understand. Good morning, Bisky. Don't forget to hit the like button if this is your first time here. My name is John Neri. This episode of Knee TV is brought to you by Seracure.com. Seracure.com. Get yourself a legal protection plan in any state in the United States or it's in most of the provinces in Canada. Some of the provinces don't matter as much as the others, like the Northwestern Territories or Saskatchewan or Saskatchewan. That's, I don't think that's... What's, Saskatchewan's a good province. What's the ones... Bisky, what's the other provinces that aren't along the border? I know we said this yesterday. You got the Northwest Territories. There's a few others in there. I'd like to know. But today's episode is about justified rage and how to temper a temper. Now, the reason Saskatchewan tune... Northwest Yukon and none of it. Yeah, I don't want none of that. None of it. I don't want none of it. I don't want none of it. Yo, Island, I saw you head up to uh, 
20 people watching. That's awesome, Island. Island, you deserve it. Island works really hard. He tries to stay even keeled, you know. And uh, he's doing a good job. I, I think he did. I, I didn't get to see all of his show, but from what I saw, it seemed like he did a really good show. But I know that personally, I do have anger issues. I admit it. And I don't know. So when I get upset about something, I don't know where to place my anger. So I have to hit something. Whether it's, you know, a pillow, a wall, break something. And that's that's not a good sign. I realize that. I realize it's not a good sign. But but the, the, the beauty is, is in my life, I've never had anger to the point where I've ever taken it out on anybody other than a thing. Which I think is healthy. I mean, like, they have stress balls for a reason. People have told people to punch pillows for a reason. Some people go to boxing classes. I, I used to actually take boxing. Thank you, Evil. I've never actually... Evil's like, don't... Evil, Evil goes... Evil Eric says, uh, John, don't watch the chat meeting. I'm about to go off in the chat, but we're going to actually... I actually already did, Katrina. Thank you for the reminder. Um, good morning and good morning and good morning. And today, Katrina, you will not throw off the show because I will ignore the chat today. I already... I felt the tension from the last video. People said there's no tension. And as I came back later on in the video... Of uh, Island, I saw some chats going wild, so I thought there, there's that tension. I knew it was coming out. So, before I talk about my temper yesterday, because I lost control yesterday, um, I'm going to go into the book, which is what I need to focus on. So, check this out. The Cleansing of the Temple. So this is, obviously, I'm going to read, it. well, obviously, it may not be obvious to everybody. we got some Jews in here, so that's, you know, actually, some Jews believe that Jesus was a prophet. They just don't believe he was the Son of God, similar to the Muslims, which I, I just learned that not too long ago. That's why you have to communicate with people, because you're going to learn things. You don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. So in communicating with people, you can develop on an idea, and that's kind of the whole premise of Syracuse, growth, protection, sustainability, but... Let's focus here. So Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all those engaged in selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house, my house shall be a house of prayer where you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame approached him in the temple and he cured them. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wondrous things he was doing and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what they're saying? Jesus said to them, Yes. And have you never read the text out of the mouths of infants? Out of the mouths of infants. I think that's what um, I was trying to think of out of the mouths of children not too long ago. And nursings and nurslings, you have brought forth praise. And leaving them, he went out of the city of Bethany and then he spent the night. Yeah, see, that, see Matthew doesn't give a really good account of how I remember it. Out of the mouth of babies. Yeah, Island, that was the phrase I was actually looking for the other day. Don't forget to hit that like button. Um, so, now I want to compare that to Mark's version, and then we're going to go into Luke. So, see here, need, where's flipping of the tables? I'm waiting for flipping of the tables. I've heard this my whole life. <laughs> I shouldn't have looked at the chat. So they came to Jerusalem, and then Jesus went into the table and, and, and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturn the tables of the money changers. I feel like Matthew didn't even say overturn the tables. Unless I missed it. Maybe I missed it. Did he even say that he overturned the tables? 
Yeah, he did. Overturn the tables of money changers. Okay. I just feel like when you're... If you're Matthew, Mark, or Luke, if you're painting a scene of Jesus overturning tables, like, overturning tables, like, what does that mean? He just flipped them over? He went in there and he flipped them. He was enraged, or at least, I believe, good morning, Jen, and just, he overturned the tables. Like, literally, it doesn't, it doesn't read the way that I picture this scene. And the seats of those who drolled out and who sold doves. Like, what is, are we actually talking, we can't be talking about, like, birds, doves. What does that mean? And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. He, then he taught, saying to them, it is not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for the house of nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and saw how it might destroy him. For they feared him, because all the people who were astonished at his teaching when evening had come, he went out of the city. All right, so Luke, Luke, you better give it to me. Luke nineteen forty five. It's just, it's just not, not what I was expecting. Luke, uh, what we want to go is Luke two nineteen, nineteen forty five. Cleansing of the temple. Luke's even smaller. See, see, here's what's interesting. So if you got Luke. Oh, good morning, Alan. Damn it, I actually clicked on this show again. Thank you, Alan, for coming in and hitting the like button, Alan. I appreciate you and Jen both hitting the like button. Thank you both very much. So, cleansing of the temple. So, Luke was the physician, right? In every other story that I've read so far, at least in rereading it, huge paragraphs to a small paragraph of Matthew and Mark. Now, cleansing of the temple is reverse. That tells me he's leaving some stuff up, my opinion. Then he went to the temple and he, and he began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, it is written, my house is a house of prayer, but you have made it to a den of thieves. Okay, so that's that's pretty like, and that's what he's been saying. That That's pretty aggressive nature. Doesn't even say that he flipped the tables. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the leaders sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything for all the people were attentive to hear him. Like, come on, Luke. I don't, I don't understand that. Why does Luke have the shortest paragraph where every other section, he goes in deep? And that's all we got because John doesn't explain that story. Which just, it leaves me... <laughs> it leaves me wanting more. So, I want someone to break it down. So, we're going to go to, as we normally do... The book of Wikipedia. Cleansing of the temple. Because today's show is about what is considered justified rage. Because there is a justified rage. Like when Jesus flips over tables and calls a place a den of thieves, he's not saying that. There, there's no way that I can picture Jesus going in there and just politely moving a table over. Which is why when people say turn they try to they try to use turn the other cheek to get people to temper their anger, but it's like that's that turn the other cheek is I believe in regards to being nonviolent. It's not about tempering anger if it's justified. So and I could be wrong. It's I'm not saying I'm 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 right about everything. It's just from my opinion, from what I've read and what I've seen and what and the teachings that I have been a part of. It doesn't seem to me like 
it's it's in regards to letting people walk all over you. I, I, I don't I don't take it to be like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. So here we are, uh, Book of Wikipedia. We're going to read right from this. So the cleansing of the temple narrative tells Jesus expelling the merchants and the money changers from the temple and occurs in the four canonical gospels of the New Testament. Okay, so where is it in John? John 2, 13, 16. Okay, so the the new Bible that I have, what's cool about it is it tells you where that reading is in, in the other books, but it didn't mention John. So we're going to go to John in my original Bible. And it says 2.13, chapter 2, verse 13, which is right after the wedding canon, which is dope, which is super, super, super dope. Okay. Since the Passover, the Jews were near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. See, this, this, is, see, this is a brother's account. This is how a brother would tell a story. I know I haven't done the voices in the Bible in a while. I, sh I should definitely do the voices. I know that, that uh, people enjoyed that. All right, I got both versions here. Let's start from my original, and then we'll go to the King James Version. So, since Passover, Jews were near. Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a wimp, a whip, oh, sorry. <laughs> he made a whip out of the cords and drove them all out of the temple. Oh, yeah, the other ones left that out. John doesn't leave it out. See, John John keeps that in there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them out of the temple. So he was literally whipping at people to drive them out of the temple. Now, I've missed that part. I've completely missed that part. As drove them out of the temple area. With the sheep and oxen, the spilled coins and the money changers, and overturned tables, and to those who sold doves, he said... Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, Zeal, for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them to, answered to say to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, This temple has been under construction for 40 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he raised, raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they became to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, many began to believe in his name. And when they saw the signs of what doing, of what of what he was doing, but Jesus would not trust himself to them. Oh, interesting! But Jesus would not trust himself to them. He knew them all. And he did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. All right, we're going to read this next part. Oh, B. West, welcome for coming. B. West, I haven't seen you in a while. Interesting, all the anger, but I'm bored with it already. Already covered being able to repeat, re repeatedly skin a person. And, whoa, B. West. B. West, what the heck? Island wasn't lying. I didn't think you would talk like that. B. West. See, B. West got that rage in her. It's okay. You can let it out. This is a good form to let it out. Because I'm not going to block anybody. I'm not going to mute anybody. If you do get muted or blocked, it's not for me. So what? Uh, you guys just enjoy each other. If you got to get it out in there, get it out in there. That's what it's for. Because here at NeTV, we do believe in the freedom of speech. I've never blocked anyone. 
Now, what's funny is when I go on the island show, every time I go on the island show, it says, you have blocked somebody in this, so it'll limit you as a moderator, which I think is island. So I might have blocked island, but that would be the only person that I've blocked, which was a joke when I blocked island. But uh, he still can come to my show. He still can say what he wants. So I got to I gotta check the settings at some point. All right, so let's read the new King James version of this. So this... So that account of John was from the St. Joseph's edition of the New American Bible. And then now this is from the King, New King James Version. All right, so now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus was, was up to the Jerusalem. And he found in the temple, hey, uh, uh, Steve, considering I think you're our only uh, Jew in here right now. Steve, do you consider Jesus a good Jew? A prophet like some Jews consider him or do you simply just consider him um, a, a, a nut that believed he was a son of God I'm, I'm curious to hear what because I've heard different accounts of this now some Jews believe he was a prophet just not the son of God or the Messiah in that but but some just believe yeah he just was a really good Jew he was a peaceful Jew I'd love to hear what Steve says on this I know he's kind of probably wrapped up in the chat probably missed what I just said but that's okay I'm going to keep it moving if I don't see from him in the next three. And it's okay. You can say whatever you want. I'm just I'm just curious. That's all. And it's gone. <laughs> now the Passover of the Jews at hand. Jesus was up at the temple. And he found in the temple. You won't see my face. My abs. My abs. My abs. You know, I got I got a fat man's abs. They're there. There's just like a layer of fat over them, but you can actually see my app. You can see the you can see the the top four. The the bottom two you can't see, but the top the top four you can see my those abs. But if I start showing my abs on here, I'm you know I'm gonna get throw me upset. I don't want to do that. All right, you know I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, the bottom two the bottom two just are the stronger ones because they got some more girth to them. They can carry more momentum. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, th this whip of cords. Like, this is crazy. So, he when he made a whip of cords and drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured them out in the money changers and overturned the tables. Like, just picture that scene versus Matthew, Mark, Luke. Like, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they say he overturned the tables. And in John, when he made a whip of cords... And drove them out of the temple with the sheep and oxen, and poured the money chain and poured out the changers' money, and overturned the tables. Uh, that scene kind of paints what I imagined. So when you're when you're unclear on something, go to John. Listen, it's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah, he was wild, and then he was mad. He was mad, and when he said to those. Who sold doves? Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. These, then his disciples remembered that it was written, "Zeal for your house has eaten me up." Well, let's define zeal. You know, I believe zeal is like a justified anger, but I, I you know, I, I don't know exactly the definition of zeal. Great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. To me, you, when you say great energy, okay, so that's the positive version of that. But so was this not great energy? Was Jesus not using zeal in pushing them out? 
Jesus was planning his assault. It wasn't his heat of passion. John, you remind me of Vinnie Gallo. I don't know who that is, but thank you. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. All right, so the Jews answered him and said to him, What sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 40 years to build up this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? So I kind of got a different account of that part. I got to go back now. Almost forgot. Oh, good morning, Danger Zone. I'm not sure which Danger Zone it is, if it's Chuck or if it's Brian, but either way, good morning and shout out to the Danger Zone. Don't forget to subscribe to the Danger Zone. Danger Zone, Danger Zone. Gotta subscribe to the Danger Zone, yeah. Okay, so I want to see, because I, I feel like this is, it's taken 40 years to build up this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? I feel like it's diff a little bit different in this version. This temple has been under construction for 40 years, and you will raise it up in three days? Oh, okay. It's, it's slightly different, but my version, my original version, makes it sound like they're sarcastically saying, and you're going to, it's been under construction for 40 years, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Oh, good morning, Clips B! But in this version, it says, and you will raise it up. Okay, I guess it's, it's saying the exact same thing. I just read it differently. But he was speaking in the temple of his body. So basically, he was going to die and be raised from the dead in three days. According to this, you know. Which I get. Makes sense. This is Brian. Good morning, Brian. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed that the scripture, the word, or what Jesus said. Now... When he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name, and when they saw the signs which, which he did, but Jesus did not commit himself to them, because he knew all men. Oh, that's interesting. Mine said humanity, I believe. And he had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew he was in man. Ooh, ooh, I like that. He was in man. So that's kind of talking about the divinity of Jesus. He was in man. As if he was embodying man. I like how Jesus when he when he picked out a body, he was like, yo, I want to I wanted to have good hair and a good physique. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So but when Jesus okay. Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs he was doing, but Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all, just knew them all, and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. American version, New King James Version. Many believed in his name, but when they saw the signs which he did, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men, and he had no need that anyone should testify of a man, for he knew he was in man. I mean, that makes him sound like, like he was fully cognizant of the spirit of God that he was within a person. That I mean, that's 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 really that's kind of like a, it's kind of a mind blowing um, section. Many believed in his name. Commit. Greek word believed. Okay, I want that phrase though, where it says twenty-four. Many believed in his name. This was the saving faith. John's purpose in recording Jesus' miracles was for people to believe and have eternal life. Right. 
Commit is the same Greek word translated into believe. Yeah, see, King James does a great job of uh, breaking down all this stuff. So once again, I can't thank um, Christ Child enough. Thank you so much. Okay, so I haven't figured out how to temper rage. The one, the, the, the healthiest way. Thank you, Katrina. Yeah, it's really nice, really nice, and it's got the it's got the leather bound outside and all that. You know, like it's it's really nice. I will tell you the one thing that I do like about this version is that you guys see all these little tabs. All these little markings it's got along here. This is really helpful for when you're trying to go to a book real quick. And this one's got the gold, the silver ridges, which is nice, but you just got to know your Bible a little bit better for this one. And you can't flip them as aggressively because I already torn a little bit of the page in this one, which I did admit already. I feel bad. But yeah, those tabs are awesome. And, th and they don't stick out. They're just colored on the edges. So... Um, yeah, as far as, so the second part, first part of this video is about justified rage. So I feel like when Jesus is literally taking a cord and whipping people out of the temple and flipping tables and like he's at this point, there's no way he's whipping and just talking like this, like get out of my temple. He's yelling. He's yelling, which is why I thought, and my and it doesn't say that in there, this is me talking, I thought he'd be cursing at him. Because if it were me, if someone was in my house, you know, and there was prostitutes and all this stuff going on, I would be swearing my behind off. But it doesn't say Jesus swore, you know, I don't believe that he did. Now, I don't believe now that he did. There was a time when I actually thought he did, because I thought, man... If he was super offended, why wouldn't he be cursing them out of his house? Alright, I'm gonna really just ignore the chat because I don't wanna I don't wanna turn this into another Katrina episode where I get thrown off for forty minutes and feel disappointed in my performance by the end of the show. So I think the best way to temper rage is to focus on the short term tasks. I I I can't let things go. The one thing that I've learned about myself is when I let things go. They build up within me, and then I either am suppressing my freedom, which is a gift, gift from God, so I tell people, don't suppress your freedom, it's a gift from God, or free will, but that doesn't mean like just, you know, do everything you see, but if you believe something's wrong, you have to say when you believe something's wrong. Um, that That's what led to this whole divide, if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't want to go down that road, but... Um, I'll, I'll give you an example yesterday. So yesterday, Domi was right. Um, she said, John, I said, dear, I want to use your blender. Or I asked her to use it, and she goes, you can use it. She goes, just don't break it. And I said, dear, what if I broke it? I broke one thing in this house, and you act like I break everything. She goes, no, you're way too rough. You're going to break it. You're going to break it. So I'm using this. I'm using her blender yesterday, and I'm trying to make myself a super beet smoothie. I put the ice in there. And I pour in it, and the ice is all blocked up like a smoothie, or not like a smoothie, like an icy, and just then all the liquid poured out the bottom of it. And I'm drinking it, and it's, it's good or whatever, and I'm like, I want the ice crushed within it, which meant I used the wrong setting, 
on the uh, blender. So I put it back in there, and I'm like, I'm going to turn this thing up to high, and I'm going to really just mess up this ice. Well, I probably blended the ice too small, right, which is why it blocked up like that. Had I left them as chunky ice particles, it would have mixed in, maybe, I don't know. Although, if it's all ice, wouldn't it all just float to the top? That's an interesting, like, how do you find it on the right setting to keep ice in the middle of it without it all floating to the top? Because ice floats. I don't know. So, I'm crunching it all up, and I go to pour it. Oh, no, so then I, I do it again, and I'm like, high setting, bam, 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 I'm really going to mix it up. And she told me like three times, John, don't touch the top of it. You don't have to, which whenever I've used any blender, you always hold the top down so the stuff doesn't pop out the top. So I'm holding the top down. Little do I realize that there's this little plastic cap, right? And there's this little plastic cap that attaches to the inside. It's a, it's a bad design. It is a bad design. It's attached to the plastic part. And I'm pushing down... The plastic part, don't even realize it, and I'm holding it down, and I hear crunch, 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 and I'm like, oh, man, and I stop it. I push the plastic cap out of the blender, or out of the top, into the blender, grinded up the plastic cap, bent up the things, and now I broke the blender. And I'm like, and I can hear Joey from the other room going, did you break it? Did you? I bet you broke it, and I'm getting... Yes, dear, I'm sorry I broke the blender. Holy cow, there's a guy in that house. Hold on a second. That house is vacant. And I've never seen anybody in that house. Hold on, this is, uh, we're, we're breaking down something real live right now. Hold on, this is gonna be fun. Hey, does somebody live in that house? Oh, very cool. Very cool, what do you think it's gonna go for? Okay. Oh, you see, that's that's cool. That's cool. Very nice. I I'm, I mean, I just I'm interested in learning about the how the auction business goes for real estate. So I just find that interesting. That's all. It's cool. How long you been in the business? Cool. What's the name of your company? Fikehorn Properties. Clycorn. Oh, okay. Very cool. Is there a way I can look you guys up? Oh, okay. What time's the auction? Sure. Is it open to the public, or do you have to sign up or ahead of time or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. That's okay. I'm John. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing a YouTube show right now, and I, I look out this way for the lighting, you know? The lighting's good, and I, I saw someone coming through. I go, oh, I got to see who this is, because I've known this to be a vacant house. I saw a groundhog running across here the other day, too. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. What's your first name? Colin. Colin. John. Thanks, Colin. Nice to meet you, too. So, uh... Oh, right as he shut the door. <laughs> right as he shut the door. He shut it. The railing just fell off. Oh, no, that was funny. Oh, that was funny. So, um, so she was right. And, uh, 
And she came over and I go, I broke it. I'm sorry. And she goes, see, I told you you were going to break it. And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. I was already having a, a shitty day, right? I was having a bad day, I swore. So I was already having like a really bad day. And that's, that was that, that, you know, when they talk about the straw that breaks the camel's back, that was a straw. And I just was waiting to go for a walk. And so I go outside and I try to cool down for a minute. And, and, and Domi did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong in this, you know. Did she rub it in a little? I would have rubbed it in too. You know, I would have rubbed it in too. I just, I was already, I was already on edge. And I was trying to stay positive, and that's that's when I, I was mad at myself. That's all I needed. So I go outside and try to cool down, and I'm just trying to drink this 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 water of my uh, super beets drink that's not mixed up in a in a smoothie. And I'm trying to drink it, and don't you know I I taste a little plastic, which is probably from the blender. I spit it out. And I took the drink and I threw it out, and I I go in the kitchen. I'm like I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping. Hoping I can just rebend one of the blades back to where it was. Because everything's pretty much intact. I'm thinking just the cap's broken. If I can bend that back and just buy that cap for a buck, I'm good to go. So I, I, I tighten everything up. I fill the blender up with water and it's dripping out water. And as soon as I saw that blender dripping out water, I'm so mad at myself. I took the blender and I just smashed it on the ground. Smashed it up into a million pieces. And then... The, the pieces broke up. Now nah, you can't really see them. I got a little cut on my left leg. And then I got a cut on my right shin. And, uh, and I'm bleeding. So then when you're bleeding, just clean it and throw some Vaseline on it. That's what you do. Just like I, I learned that from watching boxing. When the guy's cut, they, they just wipe, they do whatever. And then they just slap a big old thing of Vaseline on it. And it stops the bleeding. And that stuff works, man. Vaseline's... Vaseline's one of those inventions that, that, like, is too good. You know, you can use Vaseline for so many different purposes. And, uh, it lasts forever. Like, you only need a little bit. I, I've had the same tub of Vaseline for, like, five years. And if I got, like, a little rash or something, I'll just take a little thing of Vaseline, put it on my mark, and boom, I'm good to go. Yeah, petroleum jelly. Yes, it's not, actually, it is petroleum jelly because it's not name brand Vaseline. Vaseline is the name brand. And I actually don't have that. I have the store brand petroleum jelly. That stuff's amazing. So I just put some of that on my cuts. And then I went for a walk. And I don't know, as a man, I don't know where to place. I have this anger built up, right? All day long. I'm mad that basically a couple of my uh, appointments that I had in the day fell through. Um, and I just, I was, I was, I was ticked off. And that, that, I just needed to place that anger somewhere, okay? And I didn't know where to put it. So, the moment that I smashed that blender, it was already broken. It was already leaking, right? So I knew, like, alright, what's the worst that can happen if I smash this thing? I, even, even in my rage, I'm still calculated. I tr even in my rage, I tried to fix the blender. Because I'm like, ah... And then once I saw it leaking out of a place I couldn't even see, I knew it was like, all right, this thing's lost. So I was like, now I'm going to enjoy this. Right? Right or wrong, I don't know. Nobody got hurt. Well, my legs got a little beat up, but it's like, I, I deserve that. So really, in smashing the blender, I end up hurting myself. 
and, and my legs are bleeding. And then I went to the store and I picked up a new blender and brought it home on my walk. I went walked a mile or so and picked up a new blender. So the point is, what do you do when you're upset? Some people can can be like, just forget about it. And, and they, they say they forget about it. I don't believe people forget about things. I don't. I believe they may store it and and just pretend that it doesn't bother them. But overall, people don't forget about things. That's why understanding where somebody's coming from is so important. So like Island and I, we've ripped on each other for months, right? And because neither of us know that we want to really hurt the other one, when we when either of us have pushed it too far... We'll call each other and be like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I shouldn't have went so far, you know? And that, that, I think that only happened once to each of us. And we used to troll the mess out of each other. But that's part of being a man, is that we have pride. And because we have pride, it gets the best of us sometimes. And it makes us want to just... I was so mad at myself because... Domi was right. I was going to break that blender, and certainly I did. And she loved that blender, which is like, it was a gift I gave her. And now I broke it. And she told me not to do it, and I still did it anyway. So that's why I was mad. Do I hear you? And that is my resolution. Man, you guys are really in on something. I don't know what it is. I feel like, you know what this feels like? This is what teachers must feel like in today's classrooms. Everyone's got their cell phones, you know, and the teacher's like going in on the lesson and people are just texting each other, blah, 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 in a big group text. But this is, but I think that this is healthy. When you have anger, you have to say everything. That's why when everything popped off with me a month or so ago, I had to say what was on my mind at the moment that it was on my mind. Because I thought if I don't, if I suppress this and say it in my groups, then I'm no better than them. So at least if I come out and say what I believe from the start, no one can call me a hypocrite and say, oh, he's saying that in his little corners because that's what happened to me. I knew people were talking about me because when randomly someone would message me, that means that, oh, thank you, Stampy. Stampy, Stampy's like the um, teacher's pet. He comes up, I'm listening, teacher. It's like, yeah, the other 18 kids aren't, but uh, thank you, Stampy. <laughs> yeah. So I knew that people were talking about me after 420. The show on the show on 420, because randomly I was getting messages, and and random tweets. So I was like, all right, people are talking about me, and it was making me mad, and I was getting hot, and that's when I snapped. I had my snapping point. Oh, that's cool, Stamby. So Stamby, do you read along with me as we do that? That's cool. So once once I snapped and apologized within two hours. And then people started saying I was a woman abuser and that I must have not loved my mother and I have mother issues. Uh, Bob said that, by the way, because I'm not going to gossip. He, it was Bob that said that part. And then I went off and I snapped and I said, see, I knew Nimmer was talking about me behind my back. Bob's an idiot because he's just taking things and running with it. And then he was trying to get information out of Canna and Canna stood up for me. So shout out to Canna. Um, I know he doesn't have much of an online presence anymore, but still I consider him a friend. I hope he's doing well. And then after that happened, I watched everybody, not everybody, I watched many people turn and start saying all kinds of crap. 
and then Nimmer went on a show, and for an hour plus, he crapped on me, and I watched, and I didn't watch this live. People were like, yo, John, just let it go. Don't watch it. Well, then, about a week or so later, I watched it, and I read the comments, and I saw all the crap, like 20 people crapped on me in the comments, and I was like, oh, that's nice, Eric, you know, um... I had a verbal spout with you on a hang for fun. The way that you rip on people on every hang I've ever seen you on, I ripped on you. And you couldn't handle it. And because you couldn't handle it, you go and you talk crap about me for over an hour and get all these people to say all this crap about me. I was like, that's that's wrong. Like that's 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 bordering on evil. And here and let, and let me let me finish that thought. Why is that bordering on evil? Because, look, I, I could take shots at you just to hurt you, but I wouldn't do that because I wasn't trying to just hurt you. I was trying to make jokes, okay? Now, they didn't go over as well because when a white guy knocks a black guy for having black privilege, white people pull back because they're like, I ain't saying nothing. But had there been other black people there, they would have been laughing because I've been in those rooms a million times. And here's my issue with you, Eric. All you had to do was come back and say, you know, I take this stuff back. I, I shouldn't have spent an hour trashing somebody that I don't even know that well. That's all you had to do, but you didn't. Instead, you went on and ran with all these notions and let all these people slander me saying that I'm a woman abuser and stuff, which clearly these weren't jokes. That's why I say it's bordering on evil because you literally were gossiping about me in a form that I couldn't defend myself. And I saw very little people defend me at that point. And that's why I will always shout out the danger zone. Because they held me down afterwards. Because they were like, yeah, I don't know, like that 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 wasn't right. Like what and then they really didn't understand. And then a lot of people went back and watched the video on 420 just to try to understand what what happened. And when they watched it back, they're like, oh my gosh. John called him out for 10 minutes. He came on, tried to crack jokes. They didn't go over that well. And then John continued to rip on him. And then you could see John felt bad because was defending him in the same video. And I can't believe a month later I'm still talking about this thing. Still talking about it. But I feel like I have to based on what's going on in here. Because of what's going on in my chat, I feel like I have to talk about it. Um. Oh, what up, Mama Bear? Mama Bear! An eye for an eye. Yeah, but but so, like, actually, that's a great... That's a great quote that you just said, the eye for an eye, because we're actually going to talk about eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Because in the Old Testament, and I'm just going to use uh, this version because I can move around quicker in this. So originally brought up in Exodus, which if you if you remember, Exodus is the exit of the Jews from Egypt, right? They're trying to go find the, the, the promised land and this is when they're they're trying to escape. This is when we're, this is when we're first introduced to Moses. I mean, he he might have been brought up at the end of Genesis. I doubt it, though. Let's let's just check out the end of Genesis real quick, just to just to verify. I'm sure, Steve could tell us. Um, Joseph and the Pharaoh migration to Egypt. Jacob. Genesis, like pretty much everything that Christians know. Um. Everything Christians know about the Bible is basically Genesis and then David. Well, and, and Exodus too. Don't get me wrong. And Exodus too. Death of Joseph. Okay. 
So I don't see Moses brought up at all in Genesis. But Genesis is, is or Exodus is when Moses leads the Jews out of Israel. Good morning, Tim. And what's cool is, oh, that's from 2124, is Moses is now, he gets these people out of slavery, right? And what does he do? He, he finds that he's having a lot of trouble keeping these people in order. And I think what's kind of funny is, I bet Moses kind of relates with Pharaoh at this point, because he's probably thinking like, ooh, uh, this, is, this is not as easy as it looks. I guess that there's a reason Pharaoh had so much order and everything. So what did, what did he have to do? He had to come out with all these different rules in Leviticus and Numbers, Deuteronomy. And let's see this, 21-24. So I'm in 21-24. Oh, we, we actually broke this down not too long ago. When men have a fight and hurt a pregnant woman so that she suffers a miscarriage but no further injury, the guilty one shall be fined as much as the woman's husband's husband demands of him, and he shall pay in presence of the judges. But if injury ensues, you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, strike for strike. So the point was is that that's how that's how they categorize justice. Oh, you knocked out my tooth? I get to knock out your tooth now. That was what justice was. All right, so now let's go to Matthew uh, 38. I had it pulled up here, but thank you to whoever. I think it might have been Mama that said that. Um, yes, Mama. Yeah, M Mama, 538, but Matthew 538. Maybe you said that earlier. I'm going to go to that now. So this is what Jesus said about that same law, right? You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. See, this is where it sounds like this is the nonviolent approach. Strictly nonviolent. I don't believe it's about speech, but we'll see. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one that is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him as well. I, I, I think he, he actually believes in when someone strikes you, don't hit him back. I think that that's what that means. If anyone goes to the law, if anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand him your cloak as well. That part I don't get. Like if someone wants to go, if someone wants to sue you, you hand him your cloak. I, Mama, I understand you could say it's figurative language. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Old Testament was meant to be moderate. To Oh, here we go. So here's a breakdown in the New American Bible. So according to these verses, the Old Testament commandment was meant to moderate vengeance. Right, because when someone, when someone knocks out your tooth, you don't want to just knock out their tooth. You want to beat them to a pulp. So they were trying to moderate that vengeful side of a human being. Um, the punishment should not exceed the injury done. Jesus forbids even the proportionate retaliation of the five examples that follow. Only the first deals directly with retaliation for evil. The others speak of liberality. Interesting. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two miles. Go to the one who asks of you. Do not turn back on one who wants to borrow. That's so super, super interesting. Now, I want to also pull out 
that same part in here. Punishment shouldn't exceed the damage done. So going on, I never went on. I never went on, uh, Mama. If we're keeping it here, uh, I didn't. I didn't go on a stream and say a whole bunch of stuff. That wasn't me. It wasn't me. I ain't go on his stream and say a bunch of stuff. I'm bumping on the counter. It wasn't me. I even saw it in the sofa. It wasn't me. But here's the thing. Let me. But let me say something about that. Could only bear to observant dude here. Eye for eye wasn't meant for revenge, but for fair punishment. So Jews used it for revenge, and Yeshua called them out on it. No, that's totally true. That that's basically what I'm saying is that the Old Testament, it's, as I just read, was meant to moderate the venge the, the 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 vengeful side of a man. And Jesus was saying, you know, get away. Actually, it was cool as I was listening to Michael Savage's show yesterday, and he talked about how he's like. He goes, he was breaking down, he goes, the religions, and he says a lot of them come out of a hate. He goes, the Jews grew a hate for the Egyptians, and their religion was based on Moses rallying people up out of hate, which he doesn't, he doesn't say is bad. He just said, like, he was just putting in perspective. Same with the Muslims. He goes, the only, and this is Michael Savage, who's a Jew, but he's not like Orthodox Jew or anything like that. He's just, he identifies, I believe that would be ethnically as a Jew. He said the only religion that started out of love was Christianity. And Michael Savage said that, and that, that, was, that really spoke to me. You know, I'm not saying he believes everything that, that is Christian, but that was just, that was really, really cool to hear him break that part down. All right, so I want to see Matthew 38, retaliation. You have heard what it said, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, but I tell you to resist, not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you, see, now here's whoever slaps you, on you, whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to the, him, turn the other to him as well. If anyone wants to sue you, take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile with him, go two. Go to him who asks you. From him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. But it doesn't give me another. So it looks like only Matthew breaks that down? That's very, very interesting. justice but but the, but the, oh i wanted to break that down son of a gun this is why this one it's hard for me to find the books and you can't flip them real quickly because that's how you rip them near eye take it nice and easy i want to see the breakdown underneath that's what that, that's what this bible is really really cool for censorship is the tool of those who hide the the actualities from themselves and others all yeah right like why are you blocked like i i haven't blocked anybody I blocked one account on Twitter just so that I didn't get confused that it was the real account because it was a it was a cloaked account. It's the only thing I blocked. And you know what? I think I went back and unblocked because like, ah, I don't want to be blocking people. I'll just have to be re reading very intently when I see something. If y'all weren't rude, thanks, Mama Bear. You know, some of us, I'm, I, I get perceived rude all the time. All the time. But you know what? I don't worry about being called, being called rude anymore. I'm sick of it. It's like, nope, this is who I am. Like it or love it. You have heard that it was said, and I've... Oh, yeah, I wanted to see uh, the breakdown. This important Old Testament law, Exodus 21-24, it's also in Leviticus chapter 24, verse 20, and Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 21, known as the Lex Talionis, 
That's how I say it. I'm sure it's not how to pronounce it. <laughs> Thanks, Brass. See, that's how guys rip on each other. That's what I like. I like that, Brass. Like, that's funny. That's funny. But everyone's so sensitive today. Since 420, no one can make fun of anyone. Everyone's just got to be picking sides. Can we just, can we go back? Can we make fun of making fun of each other great again? I, I messed it up. I tried to do it. <laughs> With repeated song lyrics. I know. See, that's the thing, Christy, is you can't say anything anymore. Now... The, the, the bar is so sensitive now that as soon as someone sees anything that they can be perceived as negative, blocked out, banned. It's like, yo, you guys are acting just like leftists. Yeah. I thought this was because you got made fun of and no one came to your defense. No, I didn't get made fun of. I literally, it wasn't a joke at that point. It was, oh, you want this? You want this? Well, you're going to be another ribbon. And like... Saying it now kind of actually sounds funny, but not based on when people are telling me that I must have mother issues and uh, and that I'm abusive to women. That's when it's like, eh, and that's not okay. No, because that's coming out to me. And I didn't even know that it was going to say that about other than evil. To me, that seemed like it was coming from a place of evil. So I was gonna, I was going to come out against it. Now, did I come out maybe a little too hard against it by saying F him, F that? Sure. But... I don't take back anything that I said. I believe every one of it. Every bit of it. I believed that Nimmer went back and forth on the spy topic. He, he At first he said, I think someone's a spy in, in the group trying to infiltrate us. And when I called him out as a spy, he goes, there is no spy. This, he, he's the one that's flip-flopped like crazy, and you guys still don't see it. So, you know, and I, like I said, I didn't want to go into this. I'm just I'm reading the chat, and I'm going to go back to where I was. Okay, thank you very much. So, uh, retaliation. Important, okay. Known as Lex Talionis. Covered what type of punishment should be meted out to transgressors. It limited the retribution that an offender would have to endure, obviously. Let's read this part. The Lord, okay, so this is the, the part that I wanted. The Lord seemed to be speaking in hyperbolic terms to teach a lesson of non-retaliation. Generally, he com commands us to have a generous and compassionate attitude toward the needy. He makes this application in four areas. Physical attacks, legal suits, government demands, and financial requests. Do you see how like King James actually breaks it down in those four categories? You don't turn the other cheek when someone's ripping on you. Uh, no, you either joke back or if someone's slandering you, you go out and you call them on their bullcrap. And that's what I did. I never, I, and, and, and not once did I slander him. Not once. I could go right now and say a whole bunch of things that would be hurtful to slander him. But I don't want to slander him. I'm only calling him on his bullcrap. That's all I did. That's all I did. So, uh, we're going to take this and this. I like these nice little ribbons. You put the ribbon in there and you go close it up nice and aggressively. In fact, I want to break it down one more time. I know we're doing a lot of breakdowns today. It's good. Michael told me, John, stay in the book. Michael, I think we've been doing a good job today staying in the book, have we not? Amen. All right, I want to I want to see the breakdown of that in here. Oh, I already did. So that's so so that's where I just I just got a great testament right now of how the King James Version. Boom, this one broke down way more specifically than this version. This one talked about the four areas being, 
Oh boy. Violent acts, legal pursuits, government, and financial requests. Ooh, remembered all four. Look at your boy. Mm-mm, chick. So, uh, that is our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoy each other's company. Sometimes in life, we don't get some temper. So where do we place this temper? That's what we need to say. And if I'm supposed to be the bigger person, I don't understand if we working. Didn't we vote for Donald Trump? I mean, let's all be the bigger one. Nah, we like that Trump punched back. And sometimes he carried a heavy right. Haymaker put you in that haystack Do you know Did you know what he did Did you know that I got a kid Actually I don't have a kid It's not true But I have sons That wish that they were like me Obviously I'm just making a joke But I can't do that if I'm gonna sing it off key. (laughs) Bisky, that's funny. I don't have a dad bod. Does this look like a dad bod to you? It looks like that, but they're they're pecs. Look at look at. I can flex my pecs. Pull it back. I can flex my pecs. Yeah, bong, 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 bong. Dadbots can't do that. Do you understand? Don't you wanna demand everything that I can? That's why I own. I said forget all of them. It's just a fan club. And that is what problem is, is that me and Brian, we just kept going in deeper, and we said, if we go be the grim reaper of this thing, that's how it gonna be, we're the only ones that didn't take back our words, or pretend that it was nothing, we just said, y'all are bluffing now, to try to keep the peace. fun, they don't have fun no more, and got a tin, and don't level, I don't wanna go dark today, we had a good show, in dismay, let's not go dark right at the end, like Zidane Zidane in the World Cup in 2006, if it ain't broken, it might work better If it ain't soaked It might get wetter God, oh God,
floor, my rocker trains, my answer battle, my figures for war, my safeguard, my fortress, my stronghold, my deliver, my shield, and whom I trust who subdues people under me. Psalm 144, verses 1 to 2. Peace to the podcast. Thank you, and we done.